back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. Look at me, like you're interested. I look at the microphone. I am your host. I have my fellow co-treatment planner here, Jimmy, and we are here on this lovely Friday to answer some of your chief complaints. That's right. Welcome to our advice episode. Um, wait, can I update them? Since last week, remember when you uh, HIPAA violated me and said how many patients I had left on my chart? Is that a HIPAA violation? It is to me, okay? okay. It feels like a Connie violation that, that you like, shared with the that world. That seems like it could mean anything. Okay, so it felt like a Connie violation, but last week Jimmy exposed that I had 27 patients left on and my And now roster. I'm going to expose that she only has like three? No, no, no. Four? No. Why are you making it worse? I have 18, not three or four. Oh, oh I thought, but like oh, potentially okay. all of those are three. Right, right, right. So basically last week I had 27. Now at this point I've already emailed her about 25 of the patients. So really I only have two patients left and like next week I can get rid of two patients. So I basically have like an almost completely clear roster, but I'm just like waiting for to hear back and like getting feedback on which charts and whatnot. So right now I have 18 left still. I know these oh, numbers are confusing to everyone. They're like, they're like, first she said 27, then he said three. Now she's saying 18. Slowly, day by day, she is removing some more. Um, and I've emailed her almost all of them to get removed. So that is some good progress, you guys. I was looking back on last week and I was like, wow, I was so anxious last week. And this week I'm feeling a lot better. So anywho, it is time to get into our advice. And Jimmy, my first question is actually one of my own. Okay. That's right. Okay, so today on the way home, I thought of this question, and I was like, this is a burning question that I think I need answers to, so I will bump this up to number one on my list. This is kind of a funny story. So basically, I was on the T, on, on the subway home, and you know how, like, when you see, like, an old, frail person on the subway home, you, like, give them your seat, right? You, like, let the elderly take your spot. Yes, I, a very ethical person, <laughs> always ensure that an elder person. I feel like it's just common seat. sense. It's just like respect. Or like if they have lots of little kids, I will also let them take my spot because okay. I, I know how important a seat is. So, anyways, it was a crowded subway. I was on my way home. And then I saw this nice gentleman that was like not old, but like not young. So then I like motioned for him to take my seat. And he looked kind of offended that I was offering him my seat. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. And, I, and that just made me think, like, is there a threshold where it's actually, like, disrespectful to offer someone the seat? Because in my he head... Did you think you were waving him over to sit next to you? And no. Like, <laughs> no, it was very like, clear. It was very clear. I was like, sir, please take this seat. I respect you as my elder. But in hindsight, he wasn't really that old. He was probably, like... You know, like a parent's age, kind of. Yeah, you offended him. But, I don't know. Like, Dad, if you're listening to this, if you're on the subway and some young girl offers you a seat, is your first reaction to be offended because you think that that means they're saying that you're old? It's a blow to his ego. Yeah, I don't know, because the second I, like, motioned it and then he looked kind of like... He, he was like, no. Then I was like, oh my god, I hurt his feelings. I feel so bad. I was like, why, why did I do that? I'm like, silly me. And then the rest of the train ride home, I was stewing, like, good cop, bad cop. And I was like, darn it, Connie, you're so stupid. Why would you do something so disrespectful as to offer him a seat? And then I'd be like, wait a minute, Connie. You, you offered him a seat. seat. I'm like, nothing about this was disrespectful. And then finally, I got home, and then I was like, this has to be my chief complaint, because I don't know how to feel about it. I think... What would you have done? <laughs> you, you're like, I would have mind my own business. <laughs> Were there other seats available? No, it was a crowded... That's why. Is I'm like, okay, this this standing, tired man, he probably had a long day. I am a, a young 27-year-old. I should stand up for him. No. <laughs> no? 
Only if it's someone that clearly needs a seat. Well, do they have a walker? Do they have a cane? These are things no, that you look for. No, he doesn't. Connie. He's not like that. Like old. He's just like right. A parent. He's not that old. <laughs> Therefore, you don't need but to I couldn't show him tell. the respect of giving him a seat. It was kind of like the line. What if like, he was he had like gray ben- hair? He what had if gray he hair. Was like Benjamin. Button I'll have you know. <laughs> What if I he was getting know. younger by the minute and, like, you needed imagine, your seat less and less? Imagine I looked up and I'm like, wait, you look a lot younger than what I asked like, earlier. You look, like, a lot like Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, what's the ethics here? Because I shouldn't, f- and then I feel so guilty the rest of the ride home. I'm like, oh, I can't believe you offended this poor man. Now he's going to go home and wonder if he looks old and ask his wife if he's getting old. And his yeah. wife is going to be like, I still love you. Or she'll be like, she'll be like I'm leaving you. You're so old. <laughs> This day's going to go from bad to worse. It's just really interesting guy. how, like, there's different ways to offend people. I don't know if you necessarily offended him. I think he probably just was like, I don't need the seat. Yeah, you know, it Bang. was, like, kind of that reaction. He's like, why are you offering me a seat? Like, oh, other people that you stand no, 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 up wait. for, pregnant ladies. Right, right, right. But it was also too late because I had already stood up and, like, made a scene. And I feel like everybody on the tee, like, looked over and was like, what's she doing? And I was like, please, my sir, sit. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. And then I was yeah. like, okay. There are no laws on the there subway. There are no rules. The subway it's... is a lawless place. The MBTA, <clears throat> things are crazy. Wait, I meant to mention this the other day. Um... On the subway, like, multiple times now I've been on where someone with a boombox starts, like, booming their music and kind of jamming to it. And I think I said this on my Instagram story the other day, but not on this podcast. It gives me the same energy as fourth-year seniors in high school when they finally get their driver's license, like, swinging around their keys in class and being like, oh, yeah, I gotta pick my car up from the parking lot because I drive now. Or them being, or someone being like, oh, do you want to, like, go to, like, CVS after school? Because I drive now. Why? Like, we had nowhere to drive to. I don't understand to. how that's the same energy as a boombox It's the same. Because it's the same, like, boastful energy over something that, like, doesn't really need to be boasted about. Is these, like, full-size boomboxes? Uh, they're pretty big. Are boomboxes back? Oh, they're fine. They're not boomboxes. It's, like, stereos, like, that... Okay, fine. Yeah. It's actually, like, a handheld... <laughs> yeah. Uh, a handheld speaker that they put in their backpack. Ah, uh, okay. Did you ever have, like, just, like, kind of... Like, I had, like, a little, like, normal-sized stereo type thing in my room. Like, I like did. a kid's stereo, you know what I mean? I, I did. I had one of those. And then also my sister in like 19, like 90, one, she like won some kind of like spelling bee or math competition. So Pretty typical good. Annie. And so then she won a radio. Oh, this is funny. Story. She won a radio as the gift and she started crying because she wanted the book instead. That was like the third place gift. And nope, should've, she got stuck with the radio. And that, my friends, is who Annie Wang is. Yeah, you oh, you guys. I'm going to see my sister in May again, and we're going to try to record an in-person podcast episode together. Because I teased an episode together in January, but then, like, the kids got, like, I mean, like, we were just busy, so we couldn't record it. So, a sister episode is coming in May. Anyways, let's move on to the second question from A Real Pincher. Pinch, so, pinch, pinch. second question of the day is, how can I manage to actually have a social life, meet my future husband, and still pursue my PhD career? Uh, the golden question... I don't know, Jimmy. Do you have any advice for how someone can meet from a husband perspective? Well, how as, should ladies meet their future as husband? As a future husband, right? The best way to meet us <laughs> is <laughs> where would you have been like found if I didn't find you? I don't know. In a ditch, like, I literally don't know like where I would be. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I hear a lot. Of, 
I hear a lot of stories nowadays about people meeting their significant others. Like, like I heard, like, one of the pharmacists I work with, she met her husband, like, on the subway. I'm like, and then, so basically what happened was, um, like, she met her husband on the subway. They struck a conversation about, like, her shoes or something. And then she saw him on the street randomly three weeks later. And then, like, he's like, oh, the girl with the shoes. And then they started dating. Like, how does that happen? That doesn't happen. Also, I kind of have this weird feeling where, like, when you least expect to meet someone, that's when you're going to meet someone. Like, you can't be, like, waiting for it, you know? Yeah. And being, like, any day now. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't expecting any excitement. And then you fell into my lap. Wait, I, I did. Like, you know what, Jim? Just enjoy the year see where it takes you don't chase after anyone wait can i tell the story so basically like one week before jimmy and i uh like kind of started like dating ish like started seeing each other um i was playing an ouija board for those of you guys that don't know i don't know who doesn't know this Maybe, I don't know if my dad knows this, but, like, an Ouija board is, like, that thing that you use to communicate with spirits. It has, like, the alphabet on it, and then, like, you move through the little triangles, and it spells things out. So, I was playing that with my friends late at night in our dorms, and we were testing it out in the beginning. We were like, okay, let's ask it something. Like, someone ask a question. So, I jokingly asked the board. I was like, hey, Ouija board, like, will I get a boyfriend soon or, like, this year? And then the Ouija board was like, yes. And then I was like, ooh, I was just, like, kidding. And then one week later, I started <laughs> seeing Jimmy. So, what was the point of the story? To so, so go Ouija board <laughs> to find your future husband. Yes. Um... Make sure you close that, though. A lot of people don't do that, that final step to, like, close the board because that kind of seals off any sort of, like, spirits from penetrating into mm-hmm. your life after. And probably all the people in your PhD class want to go out, blow off some steam on the weekends. So and you'll maybe you'll have... meet. Oh, you know what's a good way and to meet people? Being out in a group, I think, allows you to, it. you know, if you have, like, a couple friends that are that you're with and then they bring their friends you just start meeting people okay, you don't have to explain how friends work okay. I, I forget how friends work we don't really make friends with okay people i feel like a good option is um in your phd program like Blind say day. say you become best friends with leslie in your phd program she's also going for a phd mm. let's say she's married to mike have mike set you up with one of mike's friends then you can double date and then mike's friends will also understand about like the whole phd thing because they'll be like man mike she never wants to go on dates because she has phd stuff and then mike will be like it's okay leslie's like that too <laughs> I, I agree to this whole world it's a good world <laughs> i hope uh leslie here that needs the advice i, would just, I like the name yeah. leslie I think you can achieve all these things, and it's hard to tell someone how to manage it because I don't know what their life's like. And I clearly don't know what a PhD is like. Or what? I think they take tests. It's hard. I, you know what? I actually did chat with someone on my podcast that did mm-hmm. a PhD. You should listen to that episode if you haven't already. My episode with Callan, uh, Dr. Callan, it was kind of very insightful, actually. She was talking about her PhD program and, like, all the rigors that go with it while also being, like, a research pharmacist. I thought it was really interesting. But, okay, ready to go on to the last question? Do you have any advice going from a large class to a tiny class size for residency programs? Jimmy, what are your thoughts on large class sizes versus tiny class sizes since you have actually been through residency and I haven't? Well, you're going to vibe with who you're going to vibe with right? in either environment. Okay, think about this. I feel like your day-to-day, how happy you feel at the end of the day when you go home, is made up of, like, a bunch of interactions, right? Maybe, like, saying hi to a person you haven't seen in a while, saying hi to your usual, like, staff member, um, getting yelled at by this person, right? I like having multiple interactions with multiple different people. 
that fills my cup. Um, whereas you might be someone that like doesn't like to manage a lot of relationships all at the same time, all in the same place. Does that make sense? Uh, like some people just want to go to work and just see one person. It depends. If you if you're in a new city and you're you want a support system, I could see where having a small residency class size could be a little intimidating mm-hmm. because it's less people that you could potentially connect with and have as supports. But at the end of the day, you're all kind of going through a little bit of a shared trauma. So you're going to make time for each other, spend right. time with each other regardless. Uh, you don't need co-residents to survive residency. I think also going from a large to a smaller class size can actually be beneficial because when you have like a smaller amount of people, you kind of have to lean more on someone and like you have more experiences with that person. So you might be able to walk away from this experience from residency with a stronger bond than you would have with multiple. Uh You know, it's kind of like, what do you want? Like multiple kind of more service level um like relationships or like two or one really strong you know relationship Mm -hmm. at the same time too just because if if there's a lot of people like this isn't for you but for someone else that's maybe going the opposite from a small residency class to a large residency class that doesn't mean like you you can't have strong relationships in large residency classes either so that's something to consider it's kind of like what you make of it honestly yeah i think you're gonna do well in every situation just believe in the match process, trust that you are in the place you're supposed to be. Yeah, I feel that like that's powerful. And that you have people, and that you all got put there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, in my experience, I had two co-residents, and two of us got along, and Wait, the other one we didn't for, like so for much. For your first year? For my first year. Okay, well, then what about your second year? Yeah, okay, so, so like, did you like seven more than three? Not necessarily, because it was just more people to have to kind of interact with and maintain relationships with ah see that's what i was saying earlier too much upkeep it depends on the kind of person you are so it might be beneficial for you if you don't want to upkeep a lot of relationships at once going into a smaller class size it might be better i think we're gonna be fine yeah you're 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 gonna gonna be fine anyways that is all we have this week (laughs) i'm just trying to sign off Oh, I hope that you found this advice helpful. Uh, if you have any chief complaints of your own to submit, please submit to at Just a Quick Pinch on Instagram or at Dr. Connie Wang. So yeah, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye! Bye! Bye.